0: On time, ped tie, baby. On time, claim based on latest arrival
2: time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19, 2023. Current Uber one numbers not eligible. Subscription will auto renew at 999 each month. Starting three months from initial enrollment. Super.com slash Uber one for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimum apply.
1: This is Letter Till I Die TV. Watch
0: and subscribe on YouTube and listen on your podcast platform.
1: Oh, yeah. Back of the net. It didn't happen in 49, 61, 63, or 69 when they reached the final. But the class of 2021 have delivered Leicester City, our FA Cup winners at last, and our history makers at Wembley. A modern day football miracle. They have blown their rivals away. They have blown us all away, in truth. Premier League champions 2016,
0: the amazing Leicester City.
1: tv your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now.
0: And now, here's your
1: host. Right, Chris. All right there. How the devil are we? Oh, if you like me, I've got a headache because I am so tired. Uh, I didn't sleep well last night, and how I managed to stay awake through that. I mean... There are boring nil nils, and there's exciting nil nils. And I think that was the former. It was, it was dire. To be honest with you, I am really looking forward to Brad trying to do that on his um, on his uh, uh, tactic board later. Uh, (laughs) I don't think it'll probably be the shortest one ever if we have one at all. This is Leicester till I die TV. Catch us on Instagram Lester till I die one, uh Facebook uh till I die, Twitter at LesterTID. T I D, and of course there's um uh YouTube um on um uh, uh YouTube Lester till I die TV. Um please get over there and subscribe. Uh I think Brad's having trouble hearing me. Uh, I don't know if I can ever was there anybody in the chat can hear me or not. I do not know uh let me know let me know um right anyway here we go um I'm just gonna check the sound to be honest with you because uh I wanna make sure that it is working. no it appears to be working okay uh it does appear to be working okay um <laughs> brad thinks it might be is it i do what brad brad's having as much luck as i think as lester is today what a game i mean how i managed to do the watch long i don't know but anyway that's where you could find us if you're listening uh on our podcast platform uh or we're on amazon apple itunes google spotify and all the major uh podcast platforms in fact this is where you can find us He says. Uh, in fact, oh, you know, it's all, good. it's all going wrong today. It's all going wrong. This is where you can find us.
0: Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast, Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow, and join in now.
1: Broadcasting live worldwide. Okay, I think Brad is maybe trying to reload. I'm not sure uh, what's happening with Brad, um, but uh, I think he's checking. I, 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 to be honest with you, I just don't know what to say. I mean, while Brad's sort of looking at coming in, let me actually um add this to the st- uh, to show you the stream here because. <sighs> possession doesn't mean anything um and i think brad's working now so uh is your camera okay brad um 64% 36% but we did we did absolutely nothing with it um we let villa have 11 shots on goal we had five we didn't have any any shots on target and I just think I just think to be honest with you for a Premier League side you know who had five shots no big chances at all and yet we had 64% possession 433% accurate passes if we can take anything good out of that, the one thing we can take out is the fact that we didn't let a goal in in, in stoppage time. Uh, let's bring Brad in and see what he, uh, he thinks of that. Brad, good afternoon. How are you?
2: I've been better, mate. I've been a hell of a lot better than that. That was, well, I'm sorry, but I, I mean, I had to uh, I had to listen to it and, and that was painful enough. I feel sorry for the fans that got to view it because that, was pathetic. It was embarrassing. It was lackluster. Any word you could use to describe something that was bad but somehow wasn't a defeat, use it because it nearly put me to sleep. In fact, I've never heard seven minutes stoppage time being moaned at by the home fans because they just wanted to get home. <laughs> we were that bad that seven minutes was like, I even heard my Elliot go, off oh, for God's sake, seven minutes. Give me seven minutes in case something happens to pick a man of the match because he didn't want to pick anybody. I mean, how bad do you have to be if you hear seven minutes and the crowd want the game to end?
1: I do. honest with you, I, I, I had to do a watch-along, all right? I don't, I don't have any sympathy for you. I had to do a watch-along on my own and talk through that for 90 minutes. Oh, okay. you poor sod i know i said I mean, craig did a a, a post-match uh, video which is available on the facebook group now and um you know, he, he he said he was lucky not to fall asleep i said well at least you could <laughs> i was on camera i couldn't <laughs> um, sure. but uh let's just um ah right <laughs> i won't ask you, you're not you're not at home uh no 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 mate um Everybody,
2: everybody knows who watches the I've show. Just, I've just seen Chloe off on the train back home to Brighton, so I'm stuck in Manchester at the moment. That's why I'm off camera. No, 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 That, that is fine. That is fine. So, um, so thankfully, we had a boring 0-0, because I can't do a tactical board over a 0-0, because it's that depressing to do one over.
1: <laughs> well, uh, I mean, when you went to see Brighton Man City, at least you saw some goals. Yeah, and I saw some effort
2: by Brighton as well, considering they lost 3-0, but, oh, there, this...
1: Well at half time I mean Brighton was sort of doing well it was nil nil we had to sit through 97 minutes of a nil nil. I mean should you as a Premier League home team should you be uh, conceding 11 shots on target? That's
2: debatable because obviously you have to take into consideration the opposition, uh, maybe the style of play you go against the opposition you maybe Mm. afford to take some chances, take some risks to go at them. The fact that we didn't do anything to imply that we took any risks or went at them or these were a difficult team and we're going to, you know, we we weren't playing a Man City or, or, or a in-form Arsenal or anyone like that. No disrespect, but they weren't a team that you're expecting to maybe create some chances. They've got some quality in there and are capable of it, but Mm. There was nothing about that game that suggested there should have been 11 chances in the match, let alone conceding 11 no. chances at home side. It's really disappointing. And I, I beg the question, I find myself asking again, where the fuck has this counter-press gone that we were playing so well with? Because well, was all about counter-pressing and now it's all about walking the ball in the net. What's changed? Why have we suddenly disbanded this counter-press?
1: I, I, I don't have an answer for you. Uh, and that's the honest truth. Um, I really, really don't. I mean, I just... When you look at the fact that you had nearly... What was it? Here, let me just have a look. And I know you're not a stat man at all, but you had over double the number of passes that the opposition had. And you don't do anything with it.
2: Oh, yeah, but it has been the story for the past three games, mate. I think oh, if yeah. you could I'm not
1: saying that, but I'm you know just saying like you know, we should yeah. that shouldn't be the case, should it?
2: No, it shouldn't. Uh, unfortunately it is, but it really shouldn't. It should never be the case away from home or at home. If you're controlling the game, you know, the logic dictates that you're controlling the game. But realistically, and this is obviously stretching far back as Newcastle away and Everton away as well in this, but realistically listening to the game, watching the game, the full 90 minutes, as a fan that was over there or wherever following Leicester from, they really did never look like they were going to score a goal. Dope. And, yeah, all right, we took the lead against Newcastle. And, yeah, we took the lead against Everton. And I didn't get a chance to watch the Everton game, as you know, because I was I was in Manchester.
1: Yeah. You didn't miss but, much, mate. You didn't miss much.
2: Well, exactly. <laughs> by the reports and the feeling of the crowd's reaction on Twitter and Facebook and whatnot, it sounded like after Leicester scored, it's kind of like we've got this new impetus where we score a goal and go, ah, now I know we can yeah. do something else to win this match, but what else is it? Uh, you know, we don't think about... It's like we've just lost our bite. We've lost our ruthlessness. And I just, I've not heard Rodgers in a long, long time in his press conference talk about our counter-press. Now, I don't know if, he, again, I saw an article that actually, and I know it was Leicestershire Live that posted it, but this actually kind of maybe springs true. Since yeah. we've changed to this formation where we try a taka tacker Arsenal-esque of pass it into the net like they used to do, we have now drawn... F- drawn three lost three playing this we have not won a single game trying to pass it into the net we probably scored three goals in six games doing so and I'm just wondering aren't teams supposed to have a plan A and a plan B not just scrap plan A let's write it up and let's use this plan instead because we did nothing changed nothing changed when we made the substitutes either things haven't been changing with substitutions for weeks on end
1: hmm I mean, I mean, I don't know whether you can. Are you able to see the screen at all, mate? Yeah, I can see the screen. Oh, I just, you can see the screen, right? Yeah. I mean, look, looking at it, where, where was it? What did you think of that starting lineup? I and mean, we'll come to the scores later. But again, I mean, Dewsbury Hall is playing every game. Tillemans, I'd forgotten he was on the pitch, to be honest with you. Um yeah. And the same, to be honest, is the point of Madison. I mean, everything was coming down the, the left again. But, yeah, we've got to give these players a rest. They just absolutely looked absolutely knackered.
2: Yeah, again, mate, we could actually probably save you a hell of a lot of time and we'd be able to sit back and have a coffee or whatever for the first probably 15, 20 minutes of this show. Because for this season, it feels like we could say it was a good lineup, but... They didn't play in positions where they normally play and they, and they weren't good enough. Just, you know what I mean? It feels like we could record pre-record this first 20 minutes and play it back because every time I feel like we're saying the same, that lineup yeah. should be good enough to win every, well, not every game, but it should be good enough to give a good mm-hmm. account of itself every game and come away with more positive results than negative. And this season, it just hasn't happened. And I'm no longer giving the old, oh, well, now we've got a full squad. Well, I've seen a full
1: squad now for about five games. I ain't impressed with what Brendan's done with it. No, no, no. I I I, I see where you're coming from. I mean, I was, you know, at the start of the playoff, I, uh, at the start of the watch along. I was saying like, isn't this great? We've got look at our bench. Our bench is as good as you know a lot of first team. You know that, that are out in the Premier League, and and yeah. then we go and perform like that. I mean. I mean, if nothing else is damning about Leicester City this season, Newcastle United are now above us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, right, that's we've cool. got two games in hand. I'm not gonna, obviously not going to lie. We've got two games yeah. in hand. But Newcastle United, with the start they had, I mean, they, they didn't really... The takeover didn't kick in till sort of just before Christmas, did it? They are above us. And... You know that and that's nothing against Manchester United, nothing at all. But you know, sorry, against Newcastle United. Sorry, they have got a point more than us. And yeah. they've got they've got a worse goal difference and they've played two more games, but they are still above us. How sure. how does that make us look any good? Well, it doesn't.
2: It it really doesn't, and it just shows the the, the disparity that's going on within the team because I again I feel like just like I said about the show, I feel like the same issues are the reasons we're bringing up why we're not getting these results, we're not getting mm. these wins. I said to, you, I don't know if I said it to you directly, but I think I will put it out there on Twitter that Leicester City. I mean, I messaged you on your watch on the start, didn't I? Saying it's annoying me because you mentioned them. I'm going to bring them up. It's annoying me that Manchester United are probably having a worse season than Leicester in terms of ambition and expectation and where they're expected to be. They're having a worse season. Their season's falling apart. They're off the rails. Had we held on against Newcastle, had we held on to one nil against Everton, had we managed to get the impetus against Villa, we'd have got seven points. Now, I'm no quick math expert, but I think that puts us single figures towards probably eight or nine points behind Manchester United with two games in hand. That would yeah. significantly put us... I think I'd worked it out at one point, now had we won these last three games we would be four points off them with two games to go and could potentially go ahead of United. Mm. Now, even if we win them games in hand, which we don't look like doing, Mm. we'd still be four points off them. And it's so frustrating because we've been the team over the past three or four years that would strike. We'd strike at a team like that. We'd go in, yeah. we'd go into every game, we'd mercilessly beat Villa 4-0, we'd mercilessly beat Everton 2-0 away, we'd mercilessly beat Newcastle at their own ground. Because we've done it for past two seasons. There's not an arrogant van talking. You look at our results against them over the last couple of years. You know, they have more times than not resulted in Leicester coming away with a positive result. And it's just like it's completely disappeared. It's like Brendan's got amnesia and the players have got amnesia and don't know how to play football on the football pitch. And it worries <laughs> oh, me what we're that. doing
1: in training. What are we I'm doing in training bit, to work on it? Because, you know, you, you're reading my script, mate. I can't argue with anything you were saying. Uh, good evening to Doug, by the way, how the devil are you, sir. And, uh, I want to message you, Doug, about a possible um, programme, uh, for the new season um, so uh, uh, I'll message you afterwards um, yeah and he's just been watching the Klaus Breit- Bayern 2 Dortmund nil latest at least he's seen some goals there more than we bloody saw I mean Leicester City are sat in ninth place in the form table this is based on the last six games yeah, yeah. Aston Villa are in 17th yeah if we I mean we've We've absolutely got no hope of getting in the... I mean, I, I did a thing. There's a thing on the Sun. And if you go on the Sun's Leicester page, it's probably on most pages, there could be up to nine clubs getting a Europa place next season. And that obviously depends on West Ham winning, Liverpool or, or Man City winning, uh, and us winning, which we don't look like doing. But we're not going to get through. Basically, it, it's really... I said that we're going to do a test at the end because I was reading it out, but it's really complicated. But there's so many scenarios in place, but I can't see us winning it at that if we let if we let Roma do to us. And you know what got me? I mean, if I was watching it, we were the better team. right? We had the more possession. Aston Villa were happy to let us have that possession, and we did fuck all with it. And that's the thing. There's no point having the ball and saying, well, the team. the other team can't score if we've got the ball. We can't score when we've got the ball. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But uh, again, uh, it
2: shows how painfully obvious it is to, to, to purposely beat Leicester and get from Leicester at the last Four or five weeks, and I even said it to, to Chloe because she was asking me how it's getting on. And I said, "I feel like Aston Villa have just turned up, staying on We won't bother. We'll put, we'll, put, we'll put, and rightfully so. Like every team seems to be doing the games recently, and it's a tactic. People can mm. say it's part of the most negative football. That's their opinion, but it's still a style of football. They, they Villa must have turned up today. And went. Gerald, was gone, Don't worry about it, lads. We'll just sit behind the ball because Leicester won't be able to score. And if we do, they'll probably probably commit too many men forward in the 90th minute and we'll get a chance to score our goal. So don't worry about it. And if it don't happen, we ain't going to concede and they ain't going to score. Happy days, we'll take a point. We'll do what Everton and Newcastle did. We'll sit behind the ball and hope for a chance
1: yeah uh, and you, you are sounding a bit windy um yeah, i know you're outside i am under a shelter but the winter <laughs> you're in man you're in manchester it's never going to be nice weather mate you know uh yeah. doug says hey, a lot of people writing off dacca on twitter it's way too early <laughs> yes it is you know I, I, let's be honest dacca would not be getting the game time he was he's been getting if vardy hadn't got injured. You know, and sometimes we've said, we said this on on many occasions is that, uh, you know, sometimes you get a player come from abroad into your team and you throw them in at the deep end and they swim like Fafana did. Uh, You get kind of, you get Sumare who is the other end of the scale and he's really, obviously struggling. I know he's injured and what have you, but he is struggling. And then you get, you know, Daka. We know he's got it in him, four goals against Moscow, but, yeah. He wasn't getting. He wasn't getting the chances. You know, <laughs> we we got the ball up to their box, and that final ball into their. I know you were saying, you, we, and I saw your tweet saying we're trying to walk it in. But we, you know, even if we were passing, we were not getting it to a player in blue. No, we
2: weren't. And again, that that just begs the question: What are we doing on that training ground pitch? Because, because they cannot seem to read what the poor person on the ball is going to do to them, because. They seem to stop-start the runs. They seem to stand still when the ball's played forward from to run to. They seem to run forward when the ball's getting past the feet. I, j- I don't think Brendan actually knows what to do with a few of them players and how best to utilise them. I've got a real big issue and I want to come out and say justice for Mendy, please, because what is Brendan doing putting Yori Tillemans to play alongside him? Does he not trust him? The guy has had to come in for what six games now, and he's still got another what six games to go or, or whatever it is left of this season, yeah. four or five games left, plus the euro games that he's going to be involved. So, yeah, probably six games he's going to play because there's no way, uh, indeed he's playing, there's no way he's obviously playing Chowdhury for whatever reason. So, if you don't trust him, why are you picking Menley? Surely you trust the guy because I thought he was quite good I thought he was very sound, he won all he played some passes it just seems in that final third and i think it's the tactic well it is the tactic it's mm. it's our shape today we we are we are so set and relying on that one lone striker being jamie vardy that instead of trying to compromise and come up to suit in Acho and daka like fans suggest playing in a two, he seems to persist to try and make them work the tactic, then the tactic work for them. And you just cannot do this at this level. It's it's just not possible to do. And I don't understand why it's happening. And the only there is a solution. There is a tactic that sol- solidifies it. You stop someone playing next to Mendy and actually stop treating him like a child and treating like a professional footballer and allow him to do that job on his own. And you sit Yori Tillemans and Jewsbury Hall in front of him. As two centre mids, and then because we seem to play Madison out of position, and that seems to be the way forward for him. If you're going to rely on that, then it might sound old fashioned. Young younger viewers may not actually realise this is his position, but you could play a left attacking midfielder and a right attacking midfielder. That means that Madison would start about five yards in from the byline but about 10 yards short of the edge of the box and 10 yards in front of Yuri Tillerman. So he's kind of operating in between it and he can drift out wide and he can cut in easier. And then you could do that with Harvey Barnes or Lutman. Them players can play that position. So I, I just don't understand it. I don't understand why he's insistent of putting someone to seemingly babysit Mendy when Mendy's perfectly capable. And I'm very thankful that Mendy's capable of doing the job that he's been doing. He needs to stop trying to... Basically tell Mendy, I don't think you're good enough to do this job on your own.
1: I mean, you know, I mean, what does, what does Brendan Rodgers want? I mean, we know that Mendy can do that job. Mendy's got a bloody winner's medal from the AFCOM. Um He also did a very good job without being wet nursed uh, at the start of last season when indeed he was injured and he came and did a very good job. Um, Brendan's left him out of any squad at all at the start of the season brought him into this one thank God that he brought him into this um, this squad and like you say he's now wanting to babysit him I mean I just don't get what Mendy's done wrong
2: I, Again Chris you, you're asking the question and I'm basically just just as baffled with because I don't have an answer for it mate because <laughs> it, 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 we've seen it we've seen him playing that position and we've seen mendy i mean mendy was there god mendy's been here a few years
1: now hasn't yeah. he so it's not like he's just he suddenly signing, signing when we when we signed him
2: yeah and i i remember when he first played and he got injured against arsenal didn't he and, and that mm. was some was his first long term injury he had for his, and he was looking really good and so then so he's played that role on his own. So where's this mistrust come? Because if there's mistrust, right, and we were sat here going, oh, thank God Tillman was next to Mendy because he was a mare. He kept giving the ball away again. And we were slating yeah. Mendy's performance. I don't understand it. But there's not a single fan, to my knowledge, out there. And we're certainly not sitting here saying that Mendy had a bad game. Mendy did yeah. this. Mendy did that. We're saying Mendy did well. Mendy can do well on his own. So Brendan needs to trust him. And if he does that, It allows us to play, you know, and I I don't want to give a defence because I I do think that Tillman's had a bad game today. And I do think Madison, granted, not in his starting position, to use a Perez excuse that fans give when Perez has played out of his preferred position, but he's not in his most effective position. So we had two players today not playing in their most effective position, both really knackered because Brendan seems to insist on rotating our defence but not our midfield which baffles me even more because you know these players deserve better clubs mendy and chowdhury deserve better clubs or a better manager that's going to
1: actually not I mean, sold them a false dream yeah well, I'm going to well, say with chowdhury he's played him he trusts chowdhury well if he doesn't trust mendy put chowdhury in there because all he's doing is stifling Yuri tillemans since this has happened Tillemans has been a, a ghost. I could say I, I actually had to check that he was still actually on the pitch because, you know, and then you, then he's taken off for Perez. I mean, Tillemans was thinking, bloody hell, was I that bad? You know, but I just, I mean, okay, we know. I mean, the only positive I can take out of it is the fact that we didn't concede in, in stoppage time. But I just do not, I mean, I know what he's done for us, but I just don't get his thinking.
2: Yeah, I I don't. Again, if you say, he he can come out and say that he trusts, trusts Chaudhry. But if that's the case, why aren't you doing to the midfield what you're doing to the defence and rotate him and go, right, we've got Roma. Chowdhury hasn't played in a few games. I want him fit, but I want him to get some match time. I know what I'll do. I'll chuck him on. I'll put him in the starting (laughs) lineup I'll mm. give him 60, 70 minutes and then I can make my old usual, not very surprising like for like change and put Mendy on, it, you know, to hold on to whatever yeah. it is we've got or, you know, just to shore it up and give him some rest so he's fresh for Roma. But how can you say that? How can he come out and say or, or give the perception that he trusts Chowdhury and play him once in a blue moon, but pick Mendy, but play him in a way that shows he doesn't trust him? Because if I was Mendy and, I, you know, and I was on that yeah. pitch and I was being told I'm playing today, I'd be happy. And then I'd look and go, What what why is why is a midfielder next to me that's not a defensive midfielder? Mm. Is it, you know, if Samore was on there, I would understand a bit more because he's more of a defensive-minded yeah, yeah. player, it seems. Yeah. And if childhood was next to him, again, I'd understand a bit more. You go, okay, Brandon wants to play a defensive, two defensive midfielders. Why are you not playing both of them? You either play one of them or both of them. You don't put a Yori I mean, what's he going to do next? What's he going to do next week if Yori's knackered he can't play? him. Mean, we're going to see James Madison next to Mendy. It's an absolute farce, mate, if he does that. Keeps this up.
1: <laughs> I, I, I know. I know totally. Before we come on to the players, <coughs> what, what were your thoughts? I mean, I don't know whether you could be watching it or listening to it. Could you tell what any thoughts you had on the referee at all? To be honest with you,
2: he's he just got free kicks for players getting frustrated.
1: Players I mean, got frustrated.
2: The game sounded like the biggest frustration ever.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was—I I was—I was, uh, was watching a stream, and to be honest with you, that the, the Villa, to be quite honest with you, were dirty bastards. They were—they were hacking Leicester players down for forty-five minutes in that first half. And he did not issue a card. There was no card in that first half. And then who got the first yellow card? Leicester player. Yeah. I mean, it was, he was a joke. He would, you know, he, occasionally he would let the, 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 in fact, I got the, the most exciting point for me was when he actually did give one of the, um, uh, what's one of them? One of the villa players a yellow card. So I thought he'd forgotten how to do that. I mean, he, he he ruined the game. He was breaking the game up a lot. Uh, I think he got a new whistle for Christmas because he was using it that much. Uh, I just, I just, I'm not saying that you know he didn't give decisions against us or anything like that. He just, he just was, uh, he just had a bad game, you know. And I'm thinking like, I just don't see how many fouls. They only had one more foul at the end apparently than we gave away, but. We got more yellow cards. I just I just don't understand it to be honest with you. And did you, I mean, what that, that challenge on, um, was it Madison? I think just outside the box in the second half, uh,
2: yeah. I mean, it, sat, it sounded like it was a foul warranted of a, a yellow card, um,
1: yeah. Exactly. But he's both of those.
2: I mean, it wasn't in the is, area, it wasn't in the area, but no, it definitely wasn't, you know. Um, but again. This is the problem. This is the biggest problem that we've had for a couple of seasons now. And it's the officiate. It's the officials. It's mm. the state of the competence of the officials. And I do actually have to sympathize with officials these days because us fans go on the internet and on the old tinty web and we, 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 we you know, we, act, we, you know, we hashtag or tweet the FA and whatever saying this is rubbish. These referees get the licenses out of a cereal box. Then they're, 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 they're being really soft. They're giving fouls for, for people blowing in their ear and falling over. Rah, rah, rah. And maybe these refs are going, right, I'm damned if I don't give a free kick. I'm damned if I do. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take it back to the old days. And I'm not going to really give a If I see a bit of a meaty challenge, right, uh-huh. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to try and give goes and then they hear the crowd get in the back and they think right sod you obviously you want a free kick for 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 whispering in his ear mm. roll so i'm going to give free kicks and yes. i think the officials are like where do i stand on the rules it needs to clear up it needs yeah. a reset and it needs the whole rule book of, of 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 what's contact and what's not otherwise we are going to end up being basketball That's not a slate on basketball by the way that's yeah. a non-contact sport for a reason you would you know it, you know it, that, that I mean, had
1: one, I mean, Scott says there, how many times did Mendy get hacked by McGuinness? Mendy was on the floor more than half the game, and it wasn't his fault. And at one point, uh, the, the, he, um, Mendy had his arm held behind him, by whether it was McGuinness or not, I don't know, between the, the Aston Villa's arm and his body. And he didn't even get a booking. I mean, you know, it was like... Oh, uh, I, I just, I just, I got, we'll change the subject. I was, I was so frustrated.
2: That sounds like a perfect end of season discussion. Do we need to re-educate referees? Does then, do we need to do it like, like that? And, and have them for, force every official to retake a test. So they understand the rules like you do for your driving or anything else or a job interview, re-interview them, see if they actually understand yeah. the new rulings and how to actually use them.
1: Yeah. And I still say as well, VAR was brought in because our referees weren't deemed good enough. That was, that's the end of it. That's it. The be-all and end-all. They were not good enough to officiate. If they were, we wouldn't need VAR. And then the people that are monitoring VAR are the people that aren't good enough to referee without it, you know, I just um, you know, like you say, there's there's a couple of podcasts and shows all in one, isn't it, really? But, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. sorry, Unchu, I'll tell you what, sorry, I thought sorry, I felt for the guy. He went up over it and he got to the ball, headed the ball out, and as he went over the Aston Villa player, the Aston Villa player kind of leant forward. Yeah. So, Unchu so, went way over the top, landed with his arms out. And the side of his head hit the ground. And I'm like, oh, my God. I thought I, I was really worried. And that guy, I mean, what a, what a tank. I mean, no, if he, if he goes to Real Madrid, good luck to him. But oh, I didn't, couldn't believe he just came straight back on and carried on playing.
2: Yeah, I mean, I saw a few comments I can't agree with. I don't understand why Real Madrid would want him. And that's no disrespect to him. No, he's a very good defender, but we have seen the best and the worst of Sorensha. And he does. Unfortunately, as much as I love to say, look at our players being wanted by Real Madrid. There's probably only a Fafana, Yuri Tillemans, when he's really at it, that I would maybe even consider saying that they go Real Madrid. I don't yeah. understand Real Madrid's obsession with him, but they, I would hate to see him go. But I also think that what we have seen when he loses his head and his confidence mm. goes, we have seen that we probably now, I would rather, if we've got an injury to Fafana mm. or Evans, I would probably still rather see a Marty play over Soyuncu. And I wouldn't be too saddened mm. if Real Madrid, for whatever reason, want to pay the 35, 40 million for him. Um, because he does have that tendency to... And it's the worst position to have that tendency of playing as bad as you're
1: feeling. Yes, yeah. And, I mean, it's paper talk at the end of the day. And he's got a year left on his contract this summer. His agent's probably trying to sort of stir up a bit of interest. But, um, I mean, I'm going to say that... We're gonna to have to keep it short because there's really just nothing to talk about. It was that bad a game, wasn't it? It was like, yeah, can't, you know, thank God you're there because I don't I don't think you could have used your tactic board to talk about anything. And I'm I'm struggling. Like I said, I had to talk for 90 minutes while this game was on. Uh but Alan, who was at the game, um gave these these ratings. Uh, he gave four for the manager, four for the team, and Jewsby Hall was man of the match for him. And the funny thing was, he actually sent it through and he'd given five to the manager and five to the team. And I went, seriously, I didn't think it was going to be that high. And he went, yeah, I've taken my blue tinted glasses off now, knock them both down to four. Um, I've got to say, he's not far off for me.
2: I think he's wearing blue tinted glasses with fours and fours. And maybe I'm being harsh on the players because you can only do what you're instructed to, no matter how good you are as an individual or as a team together, you can only do and you're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. No, I'm not going on that tangent. You're only supposed (laughs) to play the way you're instructed to, and you train to week in, week out. So I'll Mm -hmm. give the team a four. I'd give the manager a zero. I'd give the manager a zero. And this is why it is clear as day that that man cannot initiate two forms of playing styles in the same training session so that we can switch it up because we make the same substitutions, we make like for like changes and every single opposition manager and his flipping dog and postman knows that it doesn't matter what Leicester do on the sub bench. It doesn't matter how talented their players are that come on. They're going to play the exact same way. They're not going to change anything. I'd give him a zero for having zero creativity because his zero creativity stopped us. Turning Newcastle over, it stopped us punishing Everton after scoring after five minutes, and it stopped us breaking down a team that were more interested in waiting on the coach's journey or driving home than they were playing the game for 97 minutes. Give Brendan a zero on zero creativity.
1: <laughs> Again, mate, you're saying it all for me. I mean, looking at that, that's, um, uh, that, that's fo- fo- foot mob. And they um, are the ones that I use for the the stats during the show. And they they've got Soyuncu as man of the match there at seven point four. Well, not man of the match. The Leicester man of the uh, man of the match. They, they've given somehow given Tillemans at seven point three. I don't know if they were watching something I wasn't, uh, but they've given Ashley Young the overall man of the match. Which, to be well, I- totally honest with you. I do not get that at all. He's just such a dirty bastard. You know, I think... Yeah, he uh, is. Well, so
2: what, what is he, like 37? And he fell well, over most of the
1: game. Exactly. You know, um, he can't play football. He was never that good, was he? Let's be honest. But he can't play football without taking somebody down to to make him look better. interesting. No, he's this is not out of
2: luck since that bird pooed in his mouth.
1: this is true i mean um on the bbc it it is tyrone mings which probably you know i I can see that um who do you think you know in the bbc how they vote for um the you know they give the players the scores who do you think got the highest scores for leicester on the bbc Um, this is where the fans vote
2: oh okay Yeah, yeah yeah um there's not an option to give the man of the match vote towards the fans, is it for turning up?
1: Because
2: <laughs> they deserve it, honestly. Um, but oh, I'm guessing just because he's been so impressive uh, since he's been since he burst onto the scene, I would hazard a guess that the Leicester fans probably just voted out of force of habit for Dewsbury Hall.
1: He was second, actually, with six point two eight. The worst one was. Perez, bless him. Yeah, <laughs> um,
2: I, even, I even feel sorry for Perez in that one because he actually. Yeah,
1: I do. Yeah, when he got the ball, it was the
2: most excited I heard the crowd because it sounded like he actually went forward. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, the first touch he had was in defence, but then so was Jamie Vardy, and it was Jamie Vardy who got man of the match for Leicester for the Leicester team, according to the BBC viewers. Yeah. And, and, like- uh,
2: and here's the thing, Chris. This is this is adding more detriment to the pain of painfully obvious of how one-dimensional Leicester are. That's the first time I've ever seen Jamie Vardy come back into a Leicester side and not being able to affect it in any way, shape or form. Mm. You know, normally, even if he doesn't score, you know, he doesn't get a goal. He he gets something, doesn't he? Even if we don't score in that game when he comes on, he creates a chance. He has a chance himself. He gets the crowd going. He's able to do that. And this just shows how rotten to the core Brendan's stale tactics are. And I'm sorry, I remember rightly when, play, when, when there was no smoke without fire, when people were saying that Ranier is confusing tactics and the players were getting sick of the training, they were getting sick of this. And I know they came out and said they didn't want to get him sacked. So I'm sure they didn't. I'm sure they wanted him to be successful alongside them, but they were getting frustrated. I'm sure there's no smoke without fire when reports like that come around. And I yeah. would not be surprised if there was a lot of frustrated figures in that dressing room, that, you know, saying... Mr. Steele, stop clapping your hands and saying, well done nil-nil. Uh, Why are you not teaching us something to do and play a way to get it into a one-nil or a two-nil or a, you know, because we we have chucked away Europe in a whole different way this season compared to last season and the season before. Last season we lost our nerve, but we were still trying to get goals. This season we've just given up. And now I wonder, I just wonder, as much as it's success as Getting to Europa League Conference semi-final is, and it is impressive for the lads to do that. And I'm, mm. I'm gonna cheer them all on and hope they get to the final. I'm not saying this for us out, but from a Brendan Rodgers' perspective, he's got to be hoping that they actually pull the fingers out their ass and pull a miracle out and not only get to the final, but maybe even win the competition. Because our owners are one of the most patient people around these days. They weren't when they first got here. We know that, Chris.
0: Yeah. But I yeah. just wonder
2: if they'll go if you finish tenth and we don't have European football, and you keep us playing like this and show that you've run out of ideas, we need a new idea, man. With the mm. greatest respect.
1: Yes, yeah. I mean, was it almost a Belen performance for the manager today? And I'm asking you, I'm not saying that this time.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think it was, because the Belen proved he hasn't got a plan B, and we need one. We don't need to just rip up plan A and draw it out again, mm. because... Again, Chris. Even you started the show saying it. We attack down the left. Fucking you know. I could have asked any. I could have asked a Man City fan coming back from the Watford game say, "How does Brendan Rodgers attack?" He'd have probably gone, "Down the left, mate. Soon a bit five-one." He knows. Oh, Dave, Chaz, Steve, and Bob, who just come off the train, could have told me how what side <laughs> Leicester like to attack on today. It's just not odd. <laughs> You know, it's, it's fans true. Fans should not be true. able to predict how to defend and beat our own team.
1: No, no. And in other good news, though, Man United lost. Um, they oh, just,
2: great. Imagine they if we'd have got nine points from our last three games. We'd be right on their tail. I oh, know. Well.
1: They, are, they are desperately, they're just getting worse and worse and worse. Well, like uh, Man-
2: you, mate, They're probably the only worst team performing below their own expectations this season.
1: Yes, and Manchester City did what everybody expected them to do and put five past Watford. And I think you got the point for Newcastle beating Norwich. Last time I, last time I go for Norwich in the prediction league.
2: Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I, 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 I actually did write it down on my on my new notepad at home, but I don't. I don't think I. I think I had a lot better week than I have done, but it's still, still, you should still be way out in front, I believe.
1: No, Noel, actually, no. Let's just let's just have a have a quick look, as they say. Um, so far this week, I mean, we've played one, two, three, four games. We've played at the moment. You've got two points for Newcastle and Man City. I've got one point for Man City, and Steve's got no points. So actually, with two points, <laughs> you're leading it this week. Two points lost it last week. You know. I know, right. <laughs> Oh, but at the wow. moment, at the moment, Brentford are doing me a favour because they're drawing nil 0 with Tottenham, and I've got that down as a draw. So, Brad, oh, mate,
2: what?
1: have a safe did journey home. Sorry, did I back a Brentford win? Then I take it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, you did all uh, right fair enough that. come on Brentford. <laughs> <laughs> no no you just carry on doing what you're doing a draw's good for you brentford you know but uh, hey mate thanks so much for uh, coming on you out uh hope you have a safe journey home mate um, yeah i will do
2: thanks i apologize yeah. for i've mistimed it wrong and everything no, don't, don't, don't,
1: don't, don't, don't worry i could say private lives always always come first and never let it be said that I come in the way of two young lovers. I would hate to be <laughs> accused of that. Cheers, um, buddy. We've got the Prediction Show at 9 o'clock on Tuesday. Um, yeah. If you were free to do another one on that night, we've got the Roma Review at 7 o'clock, but Craig can't make it, so...
2: Yeah, go on, then. I can do that. that. I won't
1: be doing anything
2: on Tuesday. I can step in for Sir Lazy a lot. You know what? You got him on to his Euro shows. I've done more of them than he has. (laughs) I think you need to.
1: I don't know what's happened kidding? to uh, to the, the other because <laughs> they kind of disappeared but hey now, have a safe journey home mate I hope you had a good, do, uh, it, good break um with Chloe and uh, we'll we'll speak again over the weekend I know and I'll see you next week all the best mate all the best pal cheers take care Bye-bye. bye bye Bye-bye. bye bye Thanks to Brad there. On the way home, um, which is why he wasn't on camera and why he wasn't able to do a tactic board. But to be totally honest with you, I'd feel sorry for the guy if he had to try and do a tactic board after that. Um, (laughs) Last comment here from Scott. Brendan wants to play high press for me. Chowdhury will close down and run his socks off to retrieve the ball. And with Mendy by the side of him, he can supply the passes further up the pitch as they time will tell time will tell but do you know what i t- we we saw no fight in that game whatsoever but we are going to see fight later on 10 o'clock join me back here there will be square myself uh anthony And Dan will be doing a watch-along for the Tyson Fury-Deontay White title fight. And there are belts on the line for this. So that will go live at 10 o'clock. We're expecting the ring walk to be about quarter to to 11, something like that. But, you know, it depends how quickly the undercard goes. Uh, But Fury, Tyson Fury versus Deontay White tonight, 10 o'clock, live watch-along on this very same channel. Oh. And we've got it to 47 minutes. I I can't believe we actually spoke for three quarters of an hour about that nil-nil. You know, I I said it, it will struggle. It will struggle to get on last on match of the day. That's how bad it was. But we didn't let a goal in in stoppage time. Onwards and upwards, see you. <laughs> see you back on Monday at 7 o'clock. Take care. Bye-bye now. Oh, sorry, I'll no, see you tonight at 10 o'clock. Of course I will see you tonight at 10 o'clock if you're into your boxes. Stay safe. Don't do anything I wouldn't enjoy. Thanks for watching and thanks for listening. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time.
0: Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram.